Women Taking the Lead, episode 42. You have to take risks in life. You have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to jump off the cliff and take the risk knowing that there may or may not be a reward at the end of the tunnel. When you do that, you're going to become more confident, you're going to become more competent, and you're going to make more money. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. This episode is sponsored by Luma Coaching. Want some support to get your dreams off the ground? Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Melissa Karvacek, who over the last 10 years has evolved from managing retail locations for two prominent Fortune 500 companies to becoming a highly sought after small business expert, author, coach, and speaker focused on inspiring anyone who will take a few minutes to listen. Since her Midwest upbringing in Fort Atkinson, Melissa has never forgotten the importance of giving it back and paying it forward. Okay. Hey, Melissa, that's only a little intro for everyone. So tell us more about you and your humble beginnings. Yeah, I actually grew up in a town of 300 people. In 2004, I started with Walmart. In 2008, I got fired. In 2009, I found myself at a temp job uh, working with the temp agency for minimum wage after having bought a new car and having a six-figure salary. So now all of a sudden, the world was pulled out from underneath me at 19 years old. Um, and I had then gone to jail for six days for speeding. I had gone $50,000 in debt. My car and house were both repossessed and I maxed out five credit cards, ended up living back with my parents at 22. And now at 27, I'm the top 1% of us executives. I've been on CNN, ABC, NBC, the whole nine covers of evolution magazine as the top power player under 40, but the thing to remember is no matter where you begin or end, um, you have the opportunity to transform and change. Wow. Okay. That was crazy. <laughs> so it sounds like at a very young age, you were living La Vida Loca. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of things that contributed to that. Um, but clearly, you're someone who gets out there and takes a bite out of life, right? So, oh, for you, sure. yeah. So clearly, you've had this incredible turnaround story, right? Mm -hmm. To where it sounds like a lot of things um, were just happening to you, and you weren't sure how to manage it all. Things were going crazy, but you've had success in your life since, and you've definitely gained confidence. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and not necessarily like playing small in life, more like undervaluing yourself and what you're capable of. Share with us the story and the lessons you learned. Yeah. You know, so a lot of us think that we're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, educated enough. And the reality is that we are. So at my lowest point, I was extremely obese. I lacked any sense of the word confidence and I didn't know exactly what I was doing in business. So I remember using social media to get started in business and I would do buy one, get one free sessions. And then I increased it to a hundred dollars an hour. And since then I've increased it to thousands of dollars per hour. But 
the point is that I took Eric, um, who was living on the living room floor of his parents' house with five kids, no passion for life, no desire to be um, or do anything more than he had already done. And during my own transformation, I actually helped Eric become a millionaire in three years. He never paid me for coaching because I was trying to figure out my own life and what I was going to do while he was figuring out his life. And I was sort of guiding him along the way. And people are like, well, he didn't pay you for three years. What's that about? And the reality is it's not always about the money. It's about how do you become better than you already are today? What small action steps can you take? And that's going to mean drinking water. It's going to mean reading books. It's going to mean working out, uh, getting a coach, just starting with the little things because all of the little things compound into a major effect in your life. And people will look back and say, well, how did you get so far? And it's not how you got so far. It's what you did to get there. So that's what I'm missing, Melissa. What was it that you did? Like you went from like being very unhappy in life, being obese, financially insecure. What was it that made the difference for you that you suddenly, not suddenly, but like you started getting your life back on track? Now, I know it took some time and a whole (laughs) slew of baby steps strung together, Mm -hmm. but what was it that got you on that path? My own journey to personal development. I think all of us, as humans don't realize how much potential we have. So I spent hours watching YouTube videos and I spent hours just with myself meditating, doing yoga, working out, drinking water, doing all the things that most people don't do. Um, But it's not about consuming information because I consumed a lot of information like many people do, but it was more or less about applying the information. So if I'm going to read about health, what steps can I take to get healthy? If I'm going to read about finances, what steps can I take to become financially wealthy? If I'm going to read about business, how do I make more on my bottom line? It's all about the application of whatever it is that you're consuming, whether it be personal coaching, whether it be reading a book or whether it's watching YouTube videos, we tend to get sucked in as consumers and that's not going to get you results. Only action will. Mm, yeah, I, I totally hear you. It's one thing to get really excited about a course you're taking or a book you're reading. But if you don't put it into action, then it was all for nothing. So I totally get that. Thank you for that, Melissa. <laughs> and now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success? So my wake up call definitely had to be the six days I spent in jail. Um, And I remember looking in the mirror and like crying my eyes out and just being, it was a very raw moment. Most of us never get to this, this raw place of we have to come clean with ourselves and we have to admit that the mistakes we made in the past were just that mistakes, but we can use that story to move forward. And I stood there because I was the only person where I grew up. There's not a lot of people in jail. So (laughs) it was just me for six days. That's it. So no people, no television, no internet, no cell phone. You can imagine a 22 year old having none of these things for six straight days. It's, I mean, the only thing you have left is you have to go deep with yourself. So I was standing in the, 
in front of the mirror just crying. And I realized the only person that can take responsibility for my actions and my outcome is me. You know, Melissa, I, I'm dying with curiosity. Why were you there for six days because of a speeding ticket? Oh, well, <laughs> it was a little bit more than one ticket. I have a tendency to speed. So it was a culmination of 36 tickets. Okay. <laughs> was this the beginning of your personal development journey? It was. It actually okay. was. Okay. So that, all right. That makes perfect sense. Cause it sounds like up until that point, you were just in, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, just in denial about the life you were leading, the path you were going down, didn't want to hear it. Cause 36 speeding tickets, that's a lot of feedback to get. <laughs> But it wasn't until you were being, you were in jail for six days on your own with no other stimulation than your own thoughts, right? And you're and reminiscing that you suddenly realize like this isn't how I want to live my life. Oh, for sure. And then, but when and you begin your journey, yeah. Well, when you go from a six-figure salary with a Fortune 500 company and being their youngest store manager ever to you know, maxing out credit cards and getting your car and house repossessed, the difference between those two lifestyles is very dramatic. So all of us experience some low point or 99% of us experience some low point in 2008, 2009. And I was no exception. So I'm still no exception when it comes to low points or when it comes to bad days or stress or whatever. It doesn't matter how successful you are. You will always have these. It's a matter of how you deal with them. So I figured out that I had to deal with it. There was no other option. And I had tons of feedback other than the speeding tickets. But I got the speeding tickets because I didn't want to listen. I didn't care. I just was going to do whatever I was going to do when I wanted to do it. And that was how it was going to be. And that's it. I love that. And how do you how do you incorporate that learning into your life today to make sure you're, you know, kind of like just taking a gut check on your life and how you're living it? Well, there's rules in place for a reason. And there are um, coaching or feedback in place for a reason. And the reason is because we need to become stronger as human beings to tap into our, our potential and our passion. And if we lead by not following the systems in place, when they work, we lead a life of going down the path of destruction and insecurity and fear and um, broke, you're going to end up broke if you don't follow the system that works. So the system that's in place with the laws of speeding works for a reason. (laughs) So you just have to know there's a system in place for a reason and you should follow it. Well, what systems do you use? Cause you're not like breaking law. All right. I'm assuming you're not, you know, breaking speeding laws left and right. That was a lesson you learned, but what's a system you have in place just in gen- as an example that you can give of something that helps you just kind of keep your life moving in the right direction. One of the systems that I put in place is to block my newsfeed on social media. So anything that anybody else posts, I have no idea what they're posting because I personally don't want to compare my life to theirs and I don't want to read about the news. And the reason that system is in place is because 
it helps me focus on what I want to achieve in my life and how fast it's going to take me to get there. If I started comparing myself, and I did this when I first started, so-and-so has, you know, a million-dollar house with a pool outside, and they have a private jet, and they have a Ferrari, and they have, you know, they're flashing money, and they get to travel. Well, if I spend all my time and energy and focus on what they've done and their accomplishments, I have no time, energy, and focus to spend on what I want to accomplish and want to focus on. So... You have to block out the things that don't serve you and cut off the relationships that are bad for you. And it's a system that's difficult to implement because you've been around these relationships um, before. You know they're not serving you, but you still want to keep them going. You've been around the food or you've been around the business partners that are, you know, putting negative stuff into your system um, and making you think that you're not worthy of having success. And yet, you know, you are. So you've got to block out the noise. Yeah, it sounds like that's definitely something that's worked for you in your life from the stories you've been telling is, you know, something's not working for you, cut it out of your life and minimize the distractions. I mean, being in jail for six days with no distractions, like probably was one of the best things that ever happened to you. I, I do. I say that. So it was the worst six days of my life and the best six days of my life. <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right. And what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. We're all different and we're all going to lead differently. And that is great. So Melissa, how would you describe your leadership style? I would say that I lead by example without a shadow of a doubt. I would never ask a team member to do anything I'm not willing to do myself. And I would never share with my team how to get results without already having the results myself. Now, what I know this is going to be hard because you always have a lot going on. But what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Yeah. So people think I actually work on a lot of th things. I work on two things. But the one thing right now that's awesome is an international tour with Les Brown. So he is the world's number one motivational speaker. He's been in inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, the Personal Development Hall of Fame. And he contributed to my last book, Bold, Helping You Unleash the Hero Within, which was done in collaboration with 13 authors. So we are on an international tour kicking off in just about two weeks in Houston, Texas, August 6th. And I cannot wait to, you know, share the stage and share the stories with the, the hundreds of thousands of people that are going to be watching. That is very cool. Nicely done. Okay. Now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that makes you a better leader? Uh, investing in myself. A hundred percent because, well, I'll give you a quick story. I just booked a ticket to fly out to Salt Lake City and I spent thousands of dollars on a coach where I'm going to spend three days with him this week in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, doing whatever he says. And I have to say this pre-homework stuff is really difficult. So when you make the kind of investment, you're not just making an investment, you're making a commitment to your own growth. You're committing yourself to do whatever the person says that you need to do because they've already seen the outcome and already have the results that you're looking for. So 
you can spend money on audio programs and books and all this other stuff. But if you don't do what is laid out for you in the plan, if you don't commit yourself 100%, then you're setting yourself up for failure just by saying, you know, I know more than the the person that's already achieved it knows. Yeah, the the other trend I'm sensing with you, Melissa, is follow through. Like, don't just buy the book, put it into action. Don't just hire the coach. Do what they tell you to do. If if nothing else, try it. Yeah. And see, and make sure it works. You know, see it works. Don't just reject it offhand. You're paying them for a reason. You know, take their feedback and put it into action. Very cool. Oh yeah. Now now, what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Other than yours, because we'll have yours in the show notes page too. <laughs> I would say The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. And I say that book because as women, we have to constantly be selling ourselves, especially in the business world. You can get intimidated. You can get beaten down. You can get... Um, you can have like a sense of fear instilled in you just because men rule the boardroom or men, you know, have a more dominant phase as far as the world of business. So the greatest salesman in the world is a book that increases your sales capability so that you can walk into the boardroom and walk out you know, better off than you were before with a nice check in your hand and a signed contract or, you know, with more confidence that you were able to just approach the men and not feel a sense of intimidation. And knowing what you know now, Melissa, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, you know, if you could keep the lesson, but do it differently, what would you change? Nothing. Say more about that. So I would absolutely not change anything because the more times you fail and the more times you fall and the more times you put yourself through something where you have a learning experience, the more you're going to grow and the more you're going to become capable of achieving greater potential. And I know you hate the the answer, nothing. But for me, it's absolutely true because if I failed at something, that doesn't mean I'm not going to do it again. I might do it again, but I might do it just a little bit differently. Or I might do it again, knowing that there's a risk. And that risk is something I'm worth. It's worth doing for just because you want to know where it's going to take you. I'll give you an example. I decided that I was going to plan my own international tour. However, I got into it and I realized I'm not necessarily an event planner. So about two weeks ago, I finally brought on an event planner and there's so much more detail to it than even I anticipated. But at the end of the day, do I regret or do I, would I do it differently? No, not necessarily because I wanted to know what the experience was like. And now I know. So now I can say to my event planner, well, I have more insight into that. Does that make sense? Well, no. And I'm only going to say this, say this, because now you know you're not an event planner, but your answer implies that you would do another event, not hiring an event planner to see if you could do it this time. 
No, it implies that I've learned the lesson that I'm not an event planner. And actually, I hired this event planner for the entire tour. But the point is that when she asks something, so I show up in Houston, Texas for a VIP party. And all of a sudden, I have, you know, five people asking me, where do you want the chairs? Where do you want the television? Where do you want, you know, the book table? Where do you want all this stuff? And I'm like, look, I, this is not going to be my decision anymore. So when my event planner walks in, I say to her, look, now it's your responsibility to make these decisions. So you give up control of a situation by learning a lesson. Oh yeah, I totally get that. So if going back, you have that lesson and if you could go back, you know, you would hire an event planner. Oh, for sure. Okay. So that, cause that's the, um, that's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm losing it. The spirit of the question. Okay. Right. You have that lesson. So if you were in that moment in time, again, you already know you're not good at event planning. You would make a different decision. Yes. 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 (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now we're on the same page. Awesome. But I get it. No, and I totally get it. And I respect that. And I know a lot of my guests really struggle with this question because those lessons are so vital. I, you know, I have relished the lessons I've learned. They've made such a huge difference in my life. But I know when I'm faced with similar circumstances in my life now, I would definitely make different decisions going forward. So thank you for for gutting that out with me, Melissa. Now, Melissa, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Hmm. A success quote is bold as the new sexy. And it means that you have to take risks in life. You have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to jump off the cliff and take the risk knowing that there may or may not be a reward at the end of the tunnel. When you do that, you're going to become more confident. You're going to become more competent and you're going to make more money. Awesome. And bold as the new sexy, that that's your brand, correct? That is one of my quotes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Um, lastly, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you? And here's a chance where you can tell us about your books or anything else you want us to be checking out. Sure. You can connect with me on briellaarion.com and that's B-R-I-E-L-L-A-A-R-I-O-N.com. You'll find that in the show notes, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. You can find all of my books. You can find videos. You can find more than 85 interviews I've done this year, as well as client testimonials and uh, coaching services that I offer on there. So everything is one-stop shopping. Awesome. And you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Jody. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? 
Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.